Have you ever said, it just hit me when you had a great idea? Well, Alex Abraham had just the opposite happen. A kid riding a bike with bad brakes hit Alex's truck, and that encounter gave him the idea to open Pedal Forward, a nonprofit bike shop in Hogansville, Georgia, that teaches kids how to repair their bikes and shares the gospel along the way. Jill's guest on this The Jill Show podcast are Alex and Emily Abraham with the Pedal Forward Community Bike Shop. Alex, Emily, Abraham, thank you all so much for being with us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you. So, Pedal Forward Bike Shop? Pedal Forward Bike Shop, Community Bike Shop, Hogansville. The best yeah. is how it all got started. Yeah. You got to tell a story. <laughs> it yeah. involves a, a just a love tap on a child yeah. on a bicycle. <laughs> yeah. Just a little love tap. Just a little one. Um, yeah, I feel like I should preface this the story by saying that no one was harmed in the making of this story. Um, (laughs) This accidental story. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Alex is actually um, working on a wedding video in downtown um, at a collaborative workspace that we have in Hogansville um, because we are also wedding photographers or we were before Pedal Forward. And he was working on a wedding video. And so um, when he was leaving um, downtown, he got in his truck and as he was pulling out of the parking spot, um, this kid came through the parking lot on his bike and hit Alex's car as he was pulling out. So Alex actually thought he ran the kid over, bless That's his heart. Terrible. Yeah. Um, and so Alex jumps out of his truck and um, checks on the kid and he was like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And Alex, you know, got him cleaned up and stuff. And Alex realized that his brakes on his bike weren't attached. And so that's um, why he hit your truck. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Cause he couldn't, all the kids that don't have brakes on their bikes in Hogansville stop with their feet. Like it's like a thing. Like Flintstone. And, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And so, uh, yeah. So, um, he was okay and stuff. And so Alex was like, do you want me to bring you home? And he's like, no, I can ride home. I'm fine. And yeah, so Alex fixed his brakes and he went on his way. And so Alex came home that night and was like, we have to start a bike shop for these kids. And Because this is something you were noticing all over Hogansville. They're like kids. Yeah, just kids riding break. their bike around. Some kids with two different size wheels on their bike. Some kids walking with those kids. So it was like, we need to do something. And I think that was just like the thing that made me realize that let's do this. Yeah. But this story really started way back even further because you were looking at houses thinking you were going to land in one town and you really felt like God was bringing maybe even saying drawing you to Hogansville yeah absolutely yeah so um, a few years ago we actually were living with two of our really good guy friends in their basement and we were like you know we're talking about oh yeah and we had (laughs) we had a ridiculous amount of fun with them and I love cooking for people it's like the way I love them so it was like it was just fun. Every night was din- like a group dinner and every Saturday morning I made biscuits. So it was a ton of fun that season of life. But um, we were talking about maybe starting a family. And so obviously we would need a house. And we were really honestly looking like in the Fayette and Coweta counties. Um, we, I think, ended up putting offers on five different houses and all of them fell through. Like we were even like going above asking price. Oh like we so wanted to be here. And so... Um, we were in downtown Sonoya. We got a call from our realtor saying that that fifth offer was not accepted, that they decided to go with a different offer. Which they accepted, what, moments before you put Three that offer minutes. in? Three minutes. Yeah. Three minutes. Yeah, literally. Wow. And we actually knew that couple who was selling that house. Um, they are some of our absolute best friends, Jake and Nicole. And um, Jake actually sang in our wedding. And so, but through the last few, the last years prior to this, we kind of like lost touch with them and- 
Um, so then Jake knew that we were looking to buy a house because we obviously put an offer on his house. And so a few days later, he texted Alex. Well, I'm jumping ahead. Um, but when we found out that that, that house was going to fall through, that we didn't get it, um, we were actually in downtown Sonoya. And Alex looked at me and said, I just keep picturing us in this brick house painted white on Main Street. And we were thinking Main Street's Sonoya. And as we were driving, I was literally looking out the window and I was like, babe, there is not a brick house on Main Street. Like, I don't know if we're going to build one. Maybe someone else will build one. Maybe this is 10 years from now. But I don't know what you're talking about. All right. So wait, wait, wait. You really had an image. Yeah. Alex did. Yeah. Alex pictured us in a brick house painted white. And now being on this side of the story, I know that it was from God. Like, we are very, very confident that it was inspired by him. And so... Jake then knew that we were looking for a house. And so a few days later, he texted Alex and said, hey, there's a house being renovated in Hogansville. Have you guys ever thought about moving down here? There's really cool things happening. And you're like, And I was like, a skirt? No, (laughs) not happening. We are not moving to Hogansville. We had a solid community in Peachtree City. I was not willing to get up and leave. Um, I had a very clear image of what I wanted my life to look like and what I thought we were going to be doing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, family. Yeah, yeah. So both of our, so my sister's in Peachtree City and my parents, and then um, Alex's family's in Sharpsburg. So we like wanted to be close, especially talking about having kids. I was like, no, absolutely not. We're not doing this. Somehow Alex got me down to Hogansville to look at this house. And I walked in and I was like, I love this house. Can I ask a question? (laughs) Yes. Is it white on Main Street? Yeah. And so that night, so we went and we looked at the house and we took pictures. And that night we went back to our house that we were living at with our two guy friends Mm -hmm. and we were laying in bed and we were looking through the pictures and we got to the picture of the front of the house. And I was like, Alex, this is a brick house painted white on main street. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm going to bed. (laughs) I'm not talking about this anymore. (laughs) Um, I've tapped out. And so we just like, I think in that moment, we just both knew that that's where we're going to end up somehow some way God was going to make a way for us so which but, is which is in, like interesting Emily because it was like y'all were just living your life and you had a God moment when you weren't even looking yes yes and that has literally been our life since the people renovating the house so we're praying for a young married couple that want to be part mm-hmm. of revitalizing Hogansville and just like hmm. being there to be a part of what was going on yeah what so they were trying to do which then like fast forward to um, pedal forward mm-hmm. because it's the same thing you were just going throughout your day and you had a God moment when you weren't looking and accidentally nudged a child on a bicycle, saw a need. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's literally, that's been our story Yeah, <laughs> for the last three and a half years now. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, so tell me, um, how does um, this bike shop, how, how does it work? What needs are you seeing being met? Um, how does it work? It, it works. It functions like um, a bicycle co-op type thing where kids come in uh, once a week and they learn how to work on their bike and um, just, we just hang out with them and spend time with them and invest in them. And um, yeah. We do an earn a bike program. Mm -hmm. So the program is like a six week program where they'll come every Tuesday night from five to seven for six weeks. Um, And then at the end of the six weeks, they get to take the bike home that they've been working on. And then each less or each week, there's a different lesson. We try to get different bike mechanics in there. And, um, and this last session that just ended in November, we tried to get like someone to come in and um, share the gospel in some capacity with them. Um, And we always provide food. Um, A lot of our kids, come from really difficult situations. So the majority of our kids, I think there are, yeah, there's 450 kids at our elementary school and the majority 
of them um, have are on the free breakfast and lunch program um, that's based on income. And so a lot of these kids, we are finding that if we aren't feeding them, they're not eating dinner, like they're not eating at home. So that was something that when we kind of were stepping into this earn a bike season, um, this last quarter, that was something that we really wanted to start implementing was always having food available to them. Right. Um, but so, then you're hooking them with a bike because, mm-hmm. when, you know, if it's been a minute since you've been a kid, you might have forgotten how important yeah. bikes are. Yeah. My, we just had a big bike Christmas. Mm-hmm. And so my children ended up with bikes and it's, you know, they can pedal farther now because mm-hmm. they have big girl bikes. Right. And, <laughs> you know, but it's huge to them. It yeah. is. Yeah. It is. Um, it's a huge part mm-hmm. of childhood if you oh, go yeah. back and remember. So mm-hmm. you're really kind of meeting them with their need of eating and then their desires of having a bike that can function. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And giving them something to do hands on as well. Cause a lot, a lot of times you hear about, Oh, we gave away a thousand bicycles for Christmas, which is awesome. And, but we, we think it's awesome to be able to give them the opportunity to earn it. Yeah. Yeah. Just handing it to them. Mm -hmm. And then also, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. And then they know how to fix it when that happens. Yeah. Is there any stories uh, that you, that really, you go back to and you think about when you feel discouraged of maybe a child that really just came alive when yeah. you invested with them. Yeah. Do you want me to tell one? Or yeah, it sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a husband, you tell a woman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Um, yeah, we have um, a little boy in particular. Um, I'm not going to say names just to kind of protect people, but um, he comes from a really difficult situation and um, he's really really soft-spoken, just a precious kid. I think he was fifth grade, had just started his fifth grade year when we met him. Mm-hmm. And something that we are trying to really incorporate into our programs is getting city officials and police officers involved um, to kind of help redeem those relationships because a lot of these kids are watching police officers arresting family and friends for drugs or you know illegal, whatever it could be. And so we're trying to get other people involved to help redeem those relationships in a positive way. Um, and so we have this one little boy in particular. I, I told his mom, I was like, if he ever goes missing, he's probably at our house. <laughs> like, because he does, he shows up probably <laughs> three or four times a week and he knows where the snacks are. And he, our kids adore him. Like he's just part of our family. Over the summer, um, he, I think, since he started coming to Pedal Forward, which was last October, um, like 2018, he has come to every single earn a bike session that we've hosted. Um, Anything that we do, he's always at, he's always helping, he's always glued to Alex's hip. And so, um, but he, over the summer, told us, um, which we thought was really cool, um, that he was like, um, I was like, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? He's like, well, I always tell people that pedal forward is going to be my first job. But after that, like when I'm done with school, I want to be a police officer, which yeah. I thought was so cool because yeah. I was like, something's happening. That relationship. Yeah. yeah. He didn't yeah. see the police officers as a right. threat. But right. As a yeah. As like a good thing. Um, yeah. And even something aspiring to be like them, you know. And so it was really cool because um, over the summer we do free bike repairs just in a park that's local to us right down the street. And our police officers are amazing, just kind of monitoring the area, just driving by. And a lot of times they'll stop and they'll just talk with the kids, help with bike repairs. Our police officers in Hogansville are amazing. Some of our favorite people. And can I tell you what I what I love to hear, just hearing y'all's story, is that God was writing this before you even knew he was mm-hmm. writing it. Because you had to move to Hogansville. 
there was a need you had no idea mm-hmm. and then just hearing about the fifth grade little boy that's able to pop into your house i'm sure it's yeah. your house is at a great location on main street yeah. where somebody can pedal to where you live yeah well and so actually since moving to hogansville last november we actually sold that house and we are actually now on a side street um in a new house um that we are even closer okay. to our kids now so because main street in hogansville is actually uh what is it uh State state, inter- highway. Uh, state highway so there's mm. like semis and a lot and can be a lot of traffic and yeah. so we try to keep the kids off of main street as we can just to help protect them and stuff um so we are even more accessible now to them now that we're off kind of like this side road and so yeah we're really really close to the kids um and yeah i think i mean we have kids coming over to our house all the time which is we love it and our yeah. kids love it so well and this wasn't your plan no you you wanted to live closer to the family mm-hmm. um, but this was god's plan for you but you had to come to a place where you submitted yeah so tell me about that the process of submitting to god yeah it was really difficult we got we got a lot of pushback from our community here in peachtree city when we started sharing that you Did know that make you felt, question if you were really here oh yeah that? oh yeah because it was a lot of people that we trusted spiritually like a lot of leaders and um but when we sat down and we told the story to people who would actually take the time to listen to it with open ears and who weren't going to be judgmental about it. Um, I remember sitting down with two of my best friends in the world and we were at Chick-fil-A and I told them and they were like, I was really mad when you first said Hogansville, but now I get it. Like I, I understand it. And so it seemed to be that the people who stopped like their judgments and their train of thought for a second to really open up and listen to what we felt like God was doing in our hearts. They were like, yeah, why wouldn't you go? Like, this is obviously what you're supposed to be doing. So, um, yeah, we got a ton of pushback and I feel like there were a few times that we were kind of like, what are yeah. <laughs> you oh, know? Man. And like, I was ready to go. Yeah. Alex was ready really? to go. It was a lot of me questioning yeah. it. Well, when you were questioning it, Emily, mm-hmm. is there a listener right now that's in that place right now? where you were, mm-hmm. what would you advise them? What would you tell them? Um, it seems like Alex was able to jump oh, on yeah. and like, yeah. And that's his personality. Like God speaks to him and he's just like, yeah, like why would I question this? Um, Except for when he tells me to lose weight. Yeah, <laughs> amen. I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> At least you're honest, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I would just say to press in, to like lean in and take the jump because here's the thing is that I could have held us back. I could have said no. But looking back in the last three and a half years of our lives, everything we would have missed, I can't imagine. Mm. Because three and a half years ago, I think that like when we were talking, we were married for six years last June. And so at our, like when we went to dinner for our anniversary, I remember telling Alex like six years ago on our wedding day, if you were to be asked where do you think you'll be in six years? We both said Nepal. Like we both thought that we were going to be living overseas, doing something crazy. Um, and adventuresome. Yeah, yeah, super adventuresome. So now that we are in a small town of Hogansville, Georgia, that I don't know, probably 85% of Georgia doesn't even know where it is. You I know? didn't. And I've lived here my whole life. <laughs> yeah, I'm exactly. sorry, I Googled it. I did. I did have to Google it. You go to it. Panama City, a lot of people know where it is because it's the... Loves gas station. Exit. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, like, oh yeah, the gas the, station. Yeah. Oh. That's all they know about it is yeah. the Loves gas station off the interstate. And now you're living in a small town yeah. fixing kids' money. Yeah. Yeah. And but so. God moved. Right. Oh yeah. And just and doing. fulfilled. Yeah. And we actually, we have a really great relationship with um, one of the staff members at the elementary school. She's kind of like a mentor to me, just someone I really adore. And I was texting her this morning about 
being here today and just being able to share and stuff. And she actually shared with us that the little boy that ran into Alex's truck um, a few weeks ago got saved and was baptized yesterday. So we were like, thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Like just like affirmations along the way that's just constantly reminding us like, this is worth it. Like again, I could have said no, you know, and we could have lost everything that we were that we've been able to experience over the last three and a half years. And but, and the, but the same goes, Alex could have said like, hey kid, watch where you're going and right. moved on, you know, like don't hit my mm-hmm. car, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Like how, like, I think that we um, forget that God is in every single one of these mundane moments. What feels mundane to us that he's doing like this huge, powerful kingdom work in and yeah. that it's not an accident, like, us being in Hoganville was not an accident. Like us saying yes wasn't an accident. And yeah. so where in the moment, a lot of times it was feeling like it was an accident. That like we, again, like when I would take a step back and like we got this pushback from a community that we really, really loved and adored. And it was just like, am I, uh, maybe we're not listening to God. Like maybe this is just like our adventurous side seeking something bigger and better than like living in small, like in living in Peachtree City, which is not small compared to Hoganville, but <laughs> Living in Peachtree City, um, like maybe we were just like not being satisfied in those mundane moments, but mm-hmm. seeing that you no, know, all along the way, just like not questioning what God was trying to do. With well, and us. it's an inspiration for all of us just to slow down. And well, you you've got to first spend time with God, so when you hear God's voice, you recognize mm-hmm. it. Because I think a lot of times God's speaking to us, but we have no yeah, idea that's Him. Absolutely. So when these little teeny tiny little moments, like mm-hmm. talking to a realtor, looking at a house having a kid ram into your truck, right? you realize, okay, wait, this isn't, listen up. Yeah. Because yeah. my creator's speaking to me right now. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. All right, I'm going to stop y'all right now. Now, I know Emily's been doing a lot of chit-chatting. Mm-hmm. Alex, I'm not calling you out, but I am. So I wanna, <laughs> listen, this, I'm gonna, but I'm going to leave you have some time to think about this question, is that um, I understand that like your personality is you hear God and you jump. You, you kind of will take that jump, um, where Emily maybe will think about it a little bit. Uh, but I would love to know your perspective when you hit that wall in a ministry, when you hit those challenges, when things don't come as easy as you thought, um, what do you do to push on and, and trust that you've heard God's voice and that you'll take the next step? So let me take a quick break and we'll do it. On the latest episode of the Finding Joy podcast, you'll find out more about one of our greatest sources of joy our daughters. We invited our daughters into the studio to talk about what it's like being the daughter of a radio dad. And if there are any perks to that. Meeting different artists and and bands and concerts and just that's really how how I started my career. Right, that's right. Because of you and radio. Listen and subscribe to the Finding Joy podcast everywhere that you find fine podcasts. Alex, I gave you a couple of minutes or maybe 60 seconds to think about it. Uh, The question is, is that when you hit that wall in ministry, because If you're serving God in any facet, even in your business, you're going to hit a wall. You're going to feel frustrated. You're going to think and question, did I really hear from God? So when those moments and those seasons come for you in this ministry, pedal forward, what do you do? I just find a way over the wall, really. Over the wall, around the wall, however I can get there and just come into God or come into people in our community. One of my really good friends, Jake, I always come to him when, or any, any of the guys really like, Hey, so this is going on. How can I get past this? And we just somehow get past it. Mm-hmm. So it was that relationship. Yeah. Relationship and having good people around you to support you and lift you up and having God there with you. And you can't do it without him. Yeah. 
Well, I think so oftentimes as Christians, we live um, an isolated life where Jesus never intended for us to do that. Yeah, I mean, community is a huge part of having any ministry or being a part of any town or anything, really. Like, if you don't have those people beside you, like, it's almost impossible just to, like, go in it by yourself. Because when you do, I mean, if you do, like, have an idea and you don't consult anybody or go to your friends, it's like, so closed off, and then you could tell one person, they're like, what about, what if you did this, or what if you do that, and it just kind of broadens it, and you're able to affect and make an impact on more people. Mm-hmm. Because the kids that you're working with, giving um, bikes to, helping them earn a bike, helping them repair bikes, they're overcoming so many challenges within their own lives. Yeah, definitely. So a lot of the kids that come in, we're, we have no idea really what's going on in their lives at home, but we're just there to love them and kind of give them a safe place to hang out and just be loved and encouraged by our volunteers and Emily and I and whoever else is there helping us out. Yeah. And I think part of it too, where it's like, I mean, you can see this in any child that they're not going to connect with every single person. Like they're not going to find like those people that they just feel safe with automatically. And so I think being able to do this with our community, one with people who hear our dreams and don't tell us we're crazy, but they're just like, how do we get you there? Mm. Like, how do we become part of this? And one, them, like those kinds of people. And then two, just there's so many of us involved and we have so many great volunteers where we're watching these kids connect with certain people. Like Alex has that little boy that we were talking about earlier um, who wants to be a police officer now, but he's not going to connect with every single one of our guys, you know, like, and we have so many younger girls that there are so many women that are volunteering with us now that they're all finding their place within us, within Pedal Forward and within our volunteers Yeah, and that's just something huge for us to be that safe and positive place for these kids. We want these kids to leave us and to leave our program at night knowing that they're loved and they're seen and they're known and that if something happened to them, someone would recognize it. And so just like how all of us have that, we all want to be seen and known and loved and that if we're going through something hard, we want someone next to us through it. And so we just wanted to be, we just want to be that for these kids. And I think having a community who's willing to do it with us is a game changer in all yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you have volunteers that are coming, mm-hmm. but you're looking for others. To oh help. yeah. You're absolutely. doing like what, a bike parade. Yeah. Yeah. So we do, I mean, we try to do as much as we possibly can. Um, so we do like our 4th of July bike parade. We do a bike safety clinic. Um, we do all sorts of things and then we'll do like throughout the summer, we do free bike repair and, Tomorrow night we start back after like it's our first night after the holiday. So tomorrow night we'll do like our open shop night where the kids will come and we'll do um, our program and stuff with them. But we're always looking for people to come and help because especially when we're serving in the middle of Hogansville, like we could have 35 kids show up tomorrow night. Like we just don't know, especially if they get wind that we are having food. Like there was a night over the summer we had 60 show up. And so it was like. And I think that it was like one night where we had like four volunteers. So we were like, oh, yeah, that's crazy. How are we going to do this? We had a Halloween party and we planned for like maybe 12, 12 people to come. We're, there were 50 kids and then plus parents. Yeah. We had 50 wow. kids show up. We literally. We just cars kept pulling them and kids in costumes. Kept, we didn't know, we is this like, at your house? Is no. all of this at your house? Okay, No, at the Halloween party, we actually had a space on Main Street that we um, recently moved out of because we have an opportunity to move into the center of what's called the village, which is where a lot of our kids live. Um, and so that is where we're going to start operating out of um, just this little 
church that a family, an old church that a family bought that they're kind of flipping into a youth center um, and asked Pedal Forward to kind of come alongside and be part of it, which we're super, super excited you about. You some really exciting things yeah. that happened. Oh, yeah. People, I had a friend of mine text me today and she's like, how are you doing? And I'm like, well, I mean, I'm doing great, but we just have like 85 things happening right now, you know, which is all so, so exciting. But we can always use more people to be part of it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, I'm sure you have learned a lot of things um, throughout the, this process that if somebody wants to do this, no matter where they live, you mm-hmm. can assist and help and oh, guide yeah. and say like, Hey, don't do that. I did it. Yes. It didn't work out. <laughs> yes. Yes. We have learned so much through the process. Um, we actually, there's a bike shop up in Greenville, South Carolina. That's kind of been toward us through the process of this as well. And so, um, yeah, we are more than welcome or like we are more than open to being those people that if, you know, if this is something that you're like, wow, my town needs like, let's chat. Definitely. Like, let's, let's figure this out because we really feel like this is making a kid a difference in the kids' lives. And there's kids everywhere, like every, like, Kids everywhere need Jesus and the hope that he, you know, brings. And so we are more than willing to spur others on to do the same thing. And it's okay if you live in a small town because I've looked all over the internet trying to find like other nonprofit bike shops that aren't in a big city and I haven't seen one. I think Milledgeville just started one in a small church basement or something, but like it's okay to do something not in a big city that's Mm -hmm. saturated with stuff. Like take it to your small town and make it happen yeah yeah Yeah. well before I uh, leave let me ask you a question if a listener uh, is feeling and doing maybe something like this or something completely opposite what advice would you give them right now find the people that aren't going to call you crazy for doing it I think that's been probably one of our biggest things because I think if we would have tried to start this where we were before we moved to Hogansville, we wouldn't have had the right people around us to say, you can do this. Like God can use you for this and to surround yourself with the people that takes, that take limits off of God. Cause I don't, I think that it was when we moved to Hogansville when we, when we said that, yes, that that's when we really started seeing God working outside of this tiny box that especially I would always try to put him in cause I'm such a realist. And so yeah, I think it would be to surround yourself with the right people and to make sure that those people are following and pursuing Jesus in the same way. Yeah, and I would just say just to dream big and mm. do it. Alex's motto of life. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Jewel Show podcast. If you want to learn more about the Pedal Forward Community Bike Shop, visit their website at Pedal Forward. That's P E D A L F O R W A R D. And then the letters hgvl.org. That's pedalforwardhgvl.org. The Jewel Show podcast comes out every two weeks, and you can find this podcast and the entire archive of The Jewel Shows on our website at thejoyfm.com slash jewels. Plus, The Jewel Show podcast can be found at all the usual locations where podcasts are located, like iTunes and Google Play. Don't forget to mention us to your friends and family.